All right, so you're listening to Chirp Radio. I'm Andrew Merriweather, and I'm in the studio with Brandon Markel Holmes. How are you doing, man? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing fine. So you just came off coming from the Grammys, right? You were out there? Yes, for absolutely. The, for your feature on the Gorillaz yeah, album? Yeah, for cool. the alternative best album of the year. So, What was it like being out there? Was it your first time yeah, at the Grammys? Yeah, it was my first time. Um, Tell it, me about it. It was it was just like really magical, I guess, to see so many recognized people um, in one room for their art and their craft. Um, I ended up at this really cool party at the end of it all, at the Sony Music Party at the Whitney Museum. And uh, I didn't know that it was, I guess, Donald Glover's party. <laughs> so I met Donald, Donald Glover like after he won a Grammy oh that God. night. And <laughs> it was so magical because I've been like following his work for the last like eight years. That's amazing. Absolutely. So what did you all talk about? I just really told him my admiration. Honestly, he's a celebrity. And it, he was just being swamped by so many people. And he was very nice and gracious. And he stayed as long as he could before, I guess, it was just uncomfortable um, because so many people were trying to talk I'm to sure. him. Well, so I wanted to ask you, I mean, there's so many, there's just so many different projects that it feels like you have going on right now. There's yeah. so many exciting things to talk about. The first thing I wanted to touch on, though, was that you do have a new record Absolutely. coming out forthcoming. It's called the Museum of R&B. Correct. Correct. So tell me about this. What's, first of all, like the title of this record, is it? What, why a museum? What's going on? Um, honestly, I came up with the title. It was very haphazard. I was cleaning my apartment, and I just like it just popped in my head. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, but one of my great teachers always says, she's like, everything has to have a reason. And so it forced me to kind of do research about like the genre of R&B and uh, about the current state in which of how it's received in the world right now and um according to my research i realized that a lot of people believe that it is kind of like a dying art form and so for me that was kind of like bone chilling in a way because it was like you know i just want to make good art and like tell a story and tell the truth and it's why is it that i'm being stifled by the consensus of like the current situation of like music and so um after like recording and listening to my album, I was like, actually, like I don't really think this whole genre thing even makes sense. Yeah. Because my album falls in many different genres, and to try to put it in one genre is to like really marginalize and kind of shut down the possibility of what it could be. And so I called it the Museum of R&B because I want to say that like my my project is not just R&B, but it's a it's a work of art. It's a work of fine art, and it and it belongs in a in an elevated space. There's more to what we know. The feelings only show. There's more that meets the eye. And you can see my scars There's more than words can say My mind has walk away who do you feel like you're drawing from in this record? You know, when I think about a museum, I think of like walking from gallery to gallery and there's, you know, like there's impressionism over here and then there's ancient Egyptian art over there and there's Greek art over here and like you're pulling from all of these different things. 
who for you was this influence when you're thinking about a museum of R&B? Um, definitely uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat and uh, Samuel Sam, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, those are like two of my biggest inspirations um, in art, mostly because Sammy Davis Jr. was like a renaissance man. He like did everything. He played like a million instruments. He tap danced. He was an impressionist. He was a, a singer. He was an actor. He was on vaudeville. He was on Broadway. He was in movies. Um, and he was also just a badass. And the same as Basquiat. Like, I like him a lot because he is uh, such a, I would say he was such a pure soul. And it just felt like he was just innocent, you know? And and that was one thing that we always, like, studied in theater school was, like, discovery and exploration and like always being curious never allowing yourself to like know too much i'm really glad that you brought up the theater thing um, because i had read in an interview somewhere else and it now makes so much sense why you admire folks like donald glover and sammy davis jr who are sort of these multi-talented performers is that you yourself at one point were at a crossroads about whether or not you were going to do music or theater full time yeah and i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how you made that decision was it mostly musical theater? Was it straight theater? Um, was it, it was everything? It was straight theater, man. I started out actually when I was like 14 or 15 in uh, after school matters and playwriting. Um, and then I was like in drama club at my school. And then when I was about like 17 or 18, I like, uh, I went to uh, Gallery 37 and I joined um, the event. What is Gallery 37? Uh, so it's a program that uh, Maggie Daly created, um, God rest her soul. She was a great woman, but she created this program for uh, Chicago public school students uh, to give them advanced arts education. What made me make the switch? Honestly, I had just got done doing a play with the House Theater of Chicago, and I was in Miami for like a month, and it was like super magical. But when I got back, um, I realized like how, how much dedication and how much work I put into theater and how much like energy went into this process. But then I was like, gosh, I could just do that for myself. And I think the reason why I chose more so music over just like being an actor was because I just wanted more control. You see that look in your eye Glows when I'm with you You know my heart can disguise How I feel about you You make me happy When clouds were gray When I'm around you The darkness goes away You make me feel like a brand new So I can't let you go before you tell us the story about how you ended up on the Gorillaz Records. I'm wondering if you can tell us like how this happened, and then also my understanding is that so you're on Circle of Friends, which is yeah. the last song on the record. Beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you. Um, but my understanding is that you were supposed to just like be in the backup. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden you were just like up in the front. So yeah. can you tell us like how that all happened? So um, I met my good friend Twilight Tone back in like 2015. Um, and we met and it was like, I don't know, it was really cool because uh, we had one thing in common. And that, well, two things. 
music. And then the second thing was Chicago. Uh, he grew up on the South side. I grew up on the West side. And we talked about like the West side of Chicago, the South side of Chicago art, like how he grew up, like who inspired him. And he talked about like growing up with like common and like no ID and like knowing Kanye West and like all of this stuff is just like long story short somehow he found out I was a singer <laughs> so you never told him he no. just like found out on yeah. his own that's funny. yeah and then so I started like so he sent me like music and I would send write stuff and send it back and then like when he was in Chicago we would hang out and then eventually him calling me asking me if I wanted to come to New York to record he couldn't tell me who the artist was. And I received a call like a day later or two days later, like, hey, you want to come record with the gorillas in New York? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Please. Now, can I come tomorrow? And, I, and she was like, yeah. And so we did one week of recording, just all choral stuff. And then we went home and they were like, um, you know what? We need you guys to come back. And I was like, what? Of course, I'll be back. And so they flew us back there for another week. And then, like, long story short, we had a long week. Thursday night, I went out with my friends. We had a good time. Had some drinks. Had pizza. Had, like, everything that we shouldn't have had. Because we thought we had to be in the next day at, like, 1 or 2 o'clock. And um, and then next thing, next day, I go to sleep after this long, like, Uber ride um, from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Uh, I wake up to Twilight Town, like at like 8 a.m hey brandon i know you guys weren't supposed to be here until one or two o'clock but we got some other stuff to do today we need you guys to come in early you think you guys can get here at 10 a.m make sure just text everybody in the session i'm gonna text them too and like make sure they get here on time <laughs> i was like what and then i i was like oh my god i'm like gosh i just got to sleep at four o'clock now i gotta wake up I gotta, I gotta get it together. So I go in, and then like, we just recorded. We recorded, and then at the end of the session, it was like we started singing "Circle of Friends." And I think Damon was on the fence about the song completely. He was on the fence, like he was just kind of like, "Let's try this, like let's try this." And um, we tried it, and then I, I don't even remember if somebody said do ad libs. <laughs> I don't even remember. All I know is that I started singing. And I was singing, and I was like, kind of like, oh my God, I don't even know if I sound good right now. And then it was done, and then I just felt like this peace come over the room. And it was just like quiet. And then my friend Marcus Johnson was standing right next to me, crying. Circle of Friends has a lot of meaning because of like, of course that session, but Circle of Friends as far as like how this whole thing happened. Like, every single relationship, every single opportunity, everything is, like, really built off of friendship and, like, kindness and love and um, just, like, trust. And so it means a lot, man, um, to have been a part of such a monumental um, project. Man, I, I seriously cannot wait to, to hear the record. Absolutely. This is an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming in and talking to us. Thank really you so much, it. Andrew. Awesome. Thanks, man. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.